we look really approachable. We yeah. both sit with our arms crossed. So do you ever have days like, and it might be a redhead thing, where you're just like waiting for somebody to test you because you need like to get out that little bit of aggression, like too many things have piled on lately. You're like, please somebody test me so I can just lose my shit on somebody <laughs> and get some of this like frustration out. That could have been any day in the last 24 hours. It could have been yesterday, it could have been today. I feel like that's where I'm at. And I don't know <laughs> if it's like the frustration of last quarter, like all building, building, building. But like, yeah. I feel like I'm just kind of, I feel bad because I feel like the wrong person is going to inadvertently be the one to like push that button. Yeah. And like be kind of shell shocked, like what the hell just happened? Yeah. But I know it's coming. Yeah. Because I'm a bottler. Yes. Like I oh, bottle yeah. things up, bottle things up. And then like, I'm like the little guy on the warheads package like with his head on fire that's well, me so like I, I think partially for me it's because really my new year work year is like just starting my kids just went back to school so um yesterday was their first day back oh god <laughs> and so I'm like I've been at home this whole time and like I have but in the same token it's not like I've not been working mm -hmm. it's just working differently right like don't open houses. I've closed. I've mm -hmm. put things under contract. I've gained new clients. It's like all that's still happening, but it's just happening at a different pace. And so yesterday was my first day back in the office and like everyone wants to pop in and be like, hey, I'm so-and-so. Are you new here? You know, it's just like, and then, you know, I kind of, I anticipated it happening, mm -hmm. but you know, uh, my team, like the, the person on my team like came in and sat in my office and it was just like, I just want to focus for, just want to focus yeah. for today. Yeah. Um, and, but it was like, I had all of that building and it's like, I feel the pressure of like being back at the office just for it to be MLK day on Monday and my kids not yeah. have school again. Yeah. I love, I love how that, that, that plays out. Okay. And then, and then, you know, not sleeping last night because of James had an ADHD medication change. And so he was up until, 4 a.m. and you know he's like a zombie this morning and you know it's just not fair for a six-year-old and I I felt awful I mean he kept telling mm -hmm. me I'm trying I'm trying I'm like I know buddy Aww, it's not your fault baby. it's not your fault yeah. honey like and you know and then he had a stomach ache this morning and he had a headache this morning and all of that is ADHD medication and so I emailed his doctor this morning and I was like we are not going up on dose I don't care if there's like a period like where this is going to get better I'm it's clearly not affecting his body in a way that I'm comfortable with as his mm -hmm. mom. And I mean, I just feel bad for him. I mean, it's just power to the moms that have ADHD kids because I felt awful for him last night. He was so good. But yeah. so I'm just like, just give me that one thing to make me pop off today. And it's yeah. going to happen. And I feel like that's all it takes is just, and it's like this week I went to a breakfast meeting with one of my agents for like planning one-on-one -on -one. yeah and completely incognito I felt like <laughs> no makeup on just you know slumming it and we're like finishing our breakfast and this mortgage guy comes over and he's like in our face giving us his card oh I've been meaning to meet with you I'm like then call <laughs> like don't interrupt my meeting w with my agent I mean it could have been a client it could have been anything like yeah call like a normal person or if you're gonna approach just be just say hey i'm so and so i just, just want to leave, leave my a card. card yep yeah be polite about right. it right and be... i'm just like and 
I, I just think that there's in business, like if you know somebody's in a certain business and you see them out and they're very clearly not in that business mode. Yeah. Like if I'm slumming it, don't talk to me. <laughs> I mean, it's just a rule. Like if I'm at the grocery store sure. and I'm slumming it, yeah, don't talk to me. Yeah. Don't act like you know me. I mean, I'm not going to be offended. I hope yeah. you're not going to be offended. But, like, we don't know each other. Yeah. This version of me does not know you. <laughs> so, like, I just feel like, I don't know. I just. That's like going back to our gym conversation. It's like when I'm, yeah. like, a lobster. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Like, wait till I put the seven pounds of, like, cover up on my rosacea. Right. Like, let's not do this let, today. Let me put my work face on. Yeah. Like, yeah. My peopling face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very peopley right now. No, no, I'm not cuddly. I'm not, I'm not in a space to pretend to care what you're talking about. Or like, Like, you know, if I'm, I've definitely, I've, (laughs) it's like, (laughs) I was at a, a, a park with my kids and, you know, I get that there's like a parent camaraderie where you do like get it. But like, I was in the middle of like, Everett was having a meltdown. It was like close to his nap. We were trying to leave. He was like falling on the ground, like. James is whining because he doesn't want to leave. And I am trying to just, like, just leave. Like, leave the area. Like, I'm sweating. I am just, I am like, oh, I need out of here. And someone's like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen you in forever. And I'm like, what about me sweat? Like, I am dripping with sweat. My kids are having meltdowns that, like, I want to sit and, like, chit-chat with you because I don't. Like, you're a cool person. I'm glad that we have done business. But, like... You still have to have respect for, like, where people are in, like, their day. Yeah. I think for situations like that, it needs to be just, like, the Hunger Games salute. <laughs> like, you're just like, okay, yeah. I see you. <laughs> you I know, this like is pain. just me acknowledging I yeah. see you and yes. hope you're having a great day. Like, I don't yes. need the conversation part. Just, like, yes, you know, unless you're going to bring me a glass of wine with this conversation, it's not the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, 100%. you know, yesterday I was watching a TikTok and it was – an agent and she was talking about how burnt out she is because her clients like expect her to do everything from like picking up their dog poop to like running all their errands and all of this other stuff. And I think that a lot set a boundary. Well, and that's what she was asking. Like, how do you set your boundaries with clients? Like, I think my Sorry, my job is sets the boundary <laughs> that I am not cleaning up your, your, your dog, dog shit. excrement. Yeah. Like, not going to do it. Not going to be your dry cleaning. Like, that's not in my no. list of duties. If you want to pay me a fee up front and I will hire trades out to do those sure. things. Or if you would like to pay people, I can recommend people that will do those things. Sure. But I'm not the one. Yeah. Like, I'll do a lot for a deal. Yeah. But there's a difference between somebody just needing something on the fly to make a deal work and just having zero respect for your personal boundaries yeah. at all. And yeah. I feel like that's what that is. Like, she's taught people how they can treat her. Yeah. And that she's going to just deal with it and do whatever, you know, they ask of her. Yeah. And so now nobody's going to respect a boundary. No, because it's hard to backpedal off that. Because if you ever get a referral from the person right. that you decided to pick up their dog poop, then that next person is going to expect that. And the next exactly. person, and if you say... You know, I'm not doing that. Then mm-hmm. they're gonna be like, "Well, you did it for Amy Joe or whatever," and it's like, "Well, you're not Amy Joe. Like, how do you how do you get right. it and get it round? Like, how do you backpedal? Yeah, out of and that? if you consistently did it for Amy Joe, right? And like now, Bobby Sue is asking for it on the fly, and 
you can't justify, well, you did it multiple times for her. It wasn't a one-time right. deal, you know, right before a showing. And that's the worst. One of my agents in the office, she actually had a listing in New Braunfels, cute little listing, would have been very marketable, short-term rentable, all of the things. But the lady had like five dogs, big dogs, like German Shepherds, Mastiffs, big dogs. Lots of hair. Big poop. Would not clean it up. So the feedback on some of these showings was we got out of the car, we would not even go in the house. Because walking up the sidewalk, you could smell it. And then, like, you could smell it coming from the house. Yeah. You know? And so my agent tried everything from, you know, trying to get her to hire somebody to clean it up, get an ozone machine in the house to get that smell out of the air. No, she wouldn't do it. And so, you know, this particular client got frustrated because her house wasn't selling and wanted to pull it off the market. And I was having the talk with my agent. I'm like, that's a good thing. There is no use in you spinning your wheels, spinning your wheels, spinning your wheels, spending your money yeah. marketing a house that she's not going to do her part to sell. Right. Nobody wants the crap house. Right. You know, right. like, doesn't matter. Plus, it was overpriced. Yeah. So I just, I think that some people need to get real about what is and isn't our job. We're not your maid. No. You know, it's different if we come in and it was a showing on the fly and we need to just pick up, you left some things out on the counter this morning or yeah. throw some sure. dishes in the dishwasher. But sure. like, I'm not going to dust your whole house. Well, and I, can, or... I can't tell you the, I mean, we always send photo ready checklist, right? And mm -hmm. I always tell people like, don't see it as a list of demands. There's a lot of things on here that are, that are in bold that are like, these are non-negotiables. Like right. things like. Don't have your dishes out, like put your laundry away, shove things in closets. I don't care, but don't have it out mm -hmm. in any of the main spaces. But there's so many times where I've shown up to photos that the house is a disaster. Like yeah. they have moving boxes everywhere. Like, and I am like break, I, on photo day, I never dress professional. Like I am in a t-shirt, jeans and sneakers. Oh, yeah. Because I know that like 99% of the time I am not working, walking into a photo ready house. And so I am like primping pillows and putting stuff away and hiding things. And especially with Matterport and video these days, it's harder and harder to do that. Like your house just needs to be ready. And if you're not, tell me because it is unbelievably frustrating to have my photographer show up who travels to get there. And it's not a short distance where my photographer comes from to call them on the way and be like, oh, sorry, they're not ready. Yeah, because we get charged either way. Yeah, 100 percent. And know? then I get a and, trip fee. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's just that's why I love new construction. I get in there. The house is vacant. It's brand new. Everything's pristine. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to get great shots, but I don't think some people are aware of the way they live either. And yeah. the amount of memories they collect through all of these things that they have cluttered in their house. And, like, yeah. my own grandma is the world's worst. Like, <laughs> every every wall is covered with something, and everything yeah. has a tchotchke on it. And, you know, I think people hold so much of like their emotional self and all this stuff 
Yes. But for selling, it has to be edited. Like get it a mini storage, like, get like something. Home. It needs to right. look like a model home. Like, yeah. That's what I tell people. I'm like, I don't want you to necessarily look like HDTV, but if you need to know what a house looks like, like I don't even care if it's a DR Horton. Walk into a spec home that is staged. That's what your house needs to look like mm-hmm. all the time. Every showing, photography, all the time. Yeah. Like that's just, that's the reality. So I, it is so hard because a lot of times I can't make it there the day before to do, to make sure that it's photo ready. Like at the end of the day, you hired me to sell the house and you can't get mad at me because you didn't get your house ready in time. Cause mm-hmm. I'll say, when do you want photo? Like, what's your date to go live? What date do you want to go live? Great. Photos are typically done 24 hours in advance at 48, maybe. And man, you're quick then. Yeah. I have to take like a week between photos and then no, it I, going live. I normally have mine. I normally do mine like two, two days ahead of time. And mm-hmm. that's because I know that they can't like screw it up in that week. Right. Like we're going to go live. And then my first showings, they still kept it clean. I think your, your faith in people is, mine, is higher always, than mine. I've always had pretty good luck with that. Cause then yeah. it's like, they don't have enough time. To like turn around, yeah, and mess must up not that have kids bad. like mine because I feel like I can pay a cleaning lady, <laughs> and within twenty four hours it looks like she was never there. I, I mean, do have a client. That my has. girls are like, I mean, I call the little one glitter because She's she leaves everywhere. a piece of her everywhere she goes. <laughs> I mean, that backpack never makes it to her bedroom after school. And I do have a client that is struggling. They have four little kids, like all second grade and younger, mm-hmm. and so. They are on the market, and so they are, and they have two dogs, and the dog, I mean, the dogs aren't messy or anything, and it's just. Like, it's not the dogs that are the problem, it's your children. And they know that, and they know that, but it's just, I mean, I have kids, I get it, Mm -hmm. it's, it is atrocious, and three of her kids are boys, and boys just have stuff. Oh, girls are not any better. Probably older girls, her daughter is pretty. Makeup? Yeah, older girls are worse, that's what I'm saying. It's terrible. I no, mean, when they're young, it's like Barbie shoes yeah. and like 50 little pieces that go <laughs> to the one thing. Like yeah. the Legos. Yes. It's like the Polly Pockets or the yeah. Legos. It's just it's, stuff that you can kind of shove in like a dollhouse and it will be hidden enough. Yeah. But boys, it's like massive trucks and monster trucks and truck tracks and Hot Wheels tracks. Like I have a Hot Wheels garage that's three and a half feet tall in my playroom right mm-hmm. now. And I'm like. And on top of that, we have a, like, basketball hoop thing that folds up, but it's, like, an arcade basketball hoop thing. And I'm, like, like, if we ever had to move, like, my kids would have zero toys. In those cases, I just don't have that room photographed. Yeah. I just don't. And I very rarely do Matterport anyway. One, because I think it's kind of a security risk that I don't personally feel comfortable with because, I mean, you're giving somebody on the Internet – the whole floor plan to your house. Yeah. Like, and it's just, that feels icky to me. But, um, yeah, it, there's nowhere to hide anything with Matterport. And See, Matterport is so important. It, Matterport is so important in my business because we have so much reload. Yeah. That people want to be able to know and walk the house prior mm-hmm. to actually See, I'll getting here. walk it for them and yeah. do, it, like, a video tour. Or sometimes I'll have... Like Nate would do the virtual floor plan. Yeah. But as far as the Matterport itself and having it publicly posted, yeah. Sometimes 
I have issues. And then, you know, some higher-end clients that have, like, yeah, art collections. that makes sense. Things like that they don't want. Yeah, luxury is know. a whole other ball yeah. game. But I do think for, like, the general, for a lot of my business, Matterport is so vital. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a client recently who um, they just closed on their house. And she was ultimately so frustrated because very, very seasoned buyer. And she was so frustrated because um, when I had sold their house, I had done Matterport on their house. And they had a big house. It was uh, like over 4,000 square feet. So it made sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, she said that she was so frustrated because she can write stuff off easily just by knowing the layout. And the pictures are not always really great at knowing the layout. Um, And so she was like, I always now look for Matterport and she said it's she goes I wrote a lot of houses off because they don't have it Mm -hmm. because I just can't Hmm. get a I can't get a sense of where I am and I'm I'm always happy to go do a video tour but because she was seasoned she knows that by either drive-by or by doing Matterport she can write it off and not have to what she says waste my time Mm -hmm. which I can appreciate I can appreciate that yeah because then she doesn't waste your time either showing her houses that she knows she doesn't like right and I mean very quick like she mm-hmm. would be in a house for 15 minutes and I mean in the first minute if she walks in the entryway she can be like nope yeah um if we're in a house for more than 15 minutes it's like oh this is a contender and and so Matterport was so vital to her and it was one of those things where she was like I refuse to not she's like I just if they're not willing to give me a floor plan or to give me something where I can understand the layout she's like mm-hmm. I'm not interested yeah so have you noticed and I've I've noticed this in our MLSs that we're using that since the market and kind of the economy changed, that you're seeing more bad listing photos, mm-hmm. like more agents doing it themselves, so. and you can tell, and then they don't even take the time to load them correctly. You see so, some yeah. where the toilet's upside down, and yeah. you know toilet seats up. Horrible or they, lighting. They screenshotted and, it from their iPhone, so it's got like the black on either side. Yeah, like that kind of thing. I'm yeah. seeing that a lot. Or they're like the little itty bitty thumbnail. They uploaded like the side, the, yeah, not the right size. And I'm seeing it across different price points that I never yeah. thought I would see it in. Yeah, I'm sorry, but if you are listing a property that is, I mean, I would say even over three hundred thousand. And that agent doesn't have a professional come mm-hmm. shoot your photos. Yeah. You need a different agent. Yeah. Because sure. your agent is a joke. Yeah. Like, sure. it, it's just, and if as an agent, you can't afford the initial investment to pay for photography, mm-hmm. you should be a buyer's agent. Yeah. And not try to take on listings right now because it's not fair to your client that when a buyer is on Zillow or wherever you're, buyer is looking MLS search or whatever they're passing on your house because your photos are terrible yeah it's your first that's your first impression it's the first date yeah and you know and it's hit or miss yeah and I've seen so many and especially in you know in my area um production builds are so popular and so at some level, you know, especially in certain price points, it's like you've seen it, that floor plan over and over and over mm-hmm. again. So I think at some point the mentality is, well, they've seen the floor plan, so it's just they need to generally see what the finishes are. 
and the lights have like that star effect yeah. on them and and there's 20 different kinds like, of bulbs yeah, in the fixtures and, and and I think it's just it's some level I'm like you're just doing your client a disservice it is and, a major disservice and I'm just you know I just feel like we shouldn't be going backwards Mm-mm. there's always going to be uh, a fresh new photographer that's newer into real estate photography that's not going to charge the same amount as someone who's has all of the equipment. You can still get decent photos that are brushed up for you know for mm-hmm. a lesser price, and they're just not going to be as good as someone like if we're using Nate or you're using your other person or I'm using Tormax. Like it's mm-hmm. not going to be the same level, but it's not your phone. Like, right. Like, and I think that's where you see the person's the arm issue. in the mirror. Or their like, thumb. Yeah. <laughs> you see their, the outline of their thumb and yeah. you're like, really? They take the photo from sitting in their driver's seat. Yeah. You see their like, side mirror. Yeah, you and see their, their, like, the side of their I'm car. Like, I just think it's <laughs> so sad. And it like just devalues what we do anyway. Yeah. Because they're like, well, look at these pictures. They didn't even invest a couple hundred bucks. I mean, you can get... Mm-hmm. Pretty decent photographer now, just for base level pictures, for a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about fair. I yeah, mean, that's and if fair you're not value. willing to spend that, then you shouldn't be listing. Because yeah. honestly, I mean, on a lot of my stuff, I'm a thousand to two thousand deep before Easy. it ever goes live. Easy. So, and I know that, and I budget for that, and I make sure that you know, I don't take on things that are going to be like super crazy to market Mm -hmm. if I don't have the budget to do that. Yeah. You know, so I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, I know things are harder um, with the market change, but I think that instead of downgrading your services, this is where you should be upgrading your services to stand out, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't think some agents are really understanding that yeah opportunity is knocking and it's yeah this is the best time for you to be able to set yourself apart and not just in that service like you know I um depending on the listing I will also offer to get a uh like a cleaner through Mm -hmm. like you know so I know the chandeliers are not dusty and it's the stuff that like as just a homeowner in general you don't think about like when I when usually like everything will be wiped down, you know, they've swept mm-hmm. them mopped and whatever, but it's the other stuff. But then the air register has like a beard on it. And right. Like, hmm. And there's, you know, there's, it's fly season and there's like 40 dead flies on the windowsill and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, those. Or the baseboards have like a cool layer of dust all across the top. Right. And you're like. It's oh. those types of things where I'm like, well, let me get a maid in for you. Let me take the stress off of you feeling like you have mm-hmm. to have this house pristine. Let me hire a professional that'll make it pristine for you. Like, that is something that I will offer to some of my clients. I mean, depending on the house, if they're like a clean freak, then it's great. But that's what's like something I would offer to my clients. So, because it is really stressful to like be like, well, what am I forgetting? And what do I have to do? And how do I have to clean? And- well, and juggling their current life yeah you know I mean life doesn't stop because you have your house on the market no and you know I have this client he's super laid back um but he's a bachelor oh (laughs) and so like when I went to list his house it's like it was like walking into a frat house and not in like that there was beer and stuff everywhere but it was like there was like a 
college flag on the wall that was like a wall decor and, and like a futon and like were there the antler mounts no because i feel like that's a very bachelorish no because he's thing. not from texas but okay. it was like he did have like a like a bookshelf and it did have like every type of like beer pint glass like known to man on it and i was just like with like the like christmas lights kind of like shoved in yeah. them and i was like I was like, yeah, we're just going to pack those. Like, yeah, love yeah. your cl- I was like, I love your collection, but if someone comes in and they have kids, there's a really good chance that the kids are going to knock that over. Like, I always, like, blame everything on kids. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. they could break that. <laughs> like, so let's just pack those away. Well, and really, that's a good point for any seller. If you have something in your house that is extremely valuable to you and easily breakable mm-hmm. and out in the open, you might want to pack it somewhere secure. Yeah. Because... People you don't know will be in your house. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, we do what we can as agents to mitigate that. But every now and then, stuff just happens, you yeah. know. And generally speaking, when it happens and it's, it was my responsibility to watch, I end up having to foot the bill for whatever these demon children broke or whatever. Yep. I mean, yep. it just, but if it's like your great-grandmother's china from, you know, wherever pack it Mm -hmm. like don't risk it being broken being stolen being anything just pack it especially with open houses and yeah everything like same goes for the same goes for art like yeah and i just i'm like i would rather you buy a 40 dollar canvas and go to kirkland yeah yeah and buy (laughs) some generic whatever and put it on the wall than have like your you know your mona lisa remake on the wall and someone has like hit it or touched it and the oils from our hand messed Mm -hmm. it up like i don't want that bad juju like i don't want it right and um the other thing i tell usually higher end clients look i tell all my clients this but i tell my higher end clients because they're usually very particular about their furniture Mm-hmm. And so I tell them, hey, look, this is this is my suggestion and you can take it or leave it. People inevitably are going – they're not everybody, but there are going to be people inevitably that will sit on your furniture. Mm-hmm. They're going to touch your furniture and that's just the way it's going to be. I said, if you don't want it, then we need to have – I'll put in agent marks. We can put a sign as they walk in. I said, but just like there are at Parade of Homes, we need to rope off the furniture mm-hmm. and have signs that say, please do not sit. Um, and same on beds for whatever reason I have seen. It happens all the time. I'm like, why are you sitting on their bed? Or they do like, like the run and jump and like the flop down. I'm like, that is oh not God. yours, my friend. Yeah. The like, kids are the worst at that. Yes. And like kids will go in other kids' rooms and play with their toys. Yeah. Want to play with their toys. Yes. And then it's so much more awkward because obviously we have to disclose if there's recording devices in the house. Right. Well, it gets super awkward when sellers aren't fully honest about what kind of devices they have recording. Mm-hmm. And then they call after they told you they didn't have cameras in the house. That, oh, I was watching or listening on camera, and they did this, this, and this. And I'm like, one, you're not allowed to be listening to anything because Mm -hmm. it's against the law. And, like, we went over this. I had you sign that happy little disclosure saying you didn't have any recording devices. Um, But it's always so awkward when you get the feedback of, like, oh, well, this agent was letting them sit on my furniture and, you know, touching my things. And I'm like gonna happen yeah they like, open my bathroom cabinet 
Yeah. That's going to happen. I had a client get mad at me because someone, uh, they had uh, outdoor cameras, and those were just closed. Um, but the kids took their shoes off and were standing in, like, the shallow part of the pool. Granted, this was, like, the, like, part of summer that was, like, you know, 100 and bajillion, 4,000 degrees outside. So the kids were just standing with their feet in the pool. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, they didn't hurt anything. And I know that's not, the, like, the reaction I should have. But I'm like, all they did was put their feet in the pool. Yeah. Like, there's chlorine in it. Like, Right. It's not <laughs> like they stood there and peed in the pool. Yeah. Like, they just – and, like, their shoes were all lined up. Like, they didn't touch any of the toys. They didn't do anything. They just stood with their feet in the pool. Like, yeah. that was it. And my seller got really upset about it. And I was like, so I called the agent. I I mean, what do you do? Like in that situation, you call the agent and then you say, hey, my seller was upset because their kid put their feet in the pool. But it's like, what is that going to accomplish? Like, I'm not going to if something broke, something is missing. That's Mm -hmm. a whole nother thing. But to just call an agent and say, hey, my seller was upset because their feet were in the pool. What is that accomplishing? Well, yeah, I mean, there's nothing that that agent can even do about it. No. Going forward. So, I mean. And did you just turn off the buyer because yes. you got yeah. upset that they put their feet in the pool? Like, at some level, I do think that buyers and buyer's agents need to be smart and, like, say, you know, these are kind of the ground rules for showing. And this is what we do. These are our do's and do's nots. And what I do when people are showing with kids is I usually have, like, uh, like a little mini set of rules. But I always have, when I know that there's going to be kids, I always have like snacks for the car and a trash bag for the parent and like mm-hmm. activities to keep the kids occupied. Um, and just kind of like a list of like do's and do's nots. And then at the same time, the sellers need to give a little bit of grace. Doesn't have to be a ton, but a little bit of grace for right. stuff like someone put their foot in the pool oh I had a house in Bernie and uh I was there showing it because on my super high-end ones I'm always there present for the showings and this was an adult man shows up in like a Hawaiian shirt a Trump shirt a fanny pack like some weird shorts he's a YouTube kind of star I guess runs from the back door and cannonballs into the pool fully closed. This is the first time I met this buyer. And so I can just imagine, like, if that seller, fortunately, that was an estate, so there was not, like, a... Um, Active owner. Yeah. And luckily, the executor had a really great sense of humor anyway. <laughs> but, and I don't even know if I ever told him that that happened, to be honest. Um, but the guy ended up buying the house. So I'm like, he knows he can do a sweet cannonball from front door to back door. Yeah. And I mean, it just, you have the weirdest things happen during showings. You do. And it doesn't matter how much common sense you think people just naturally have on Mm -hmm. how to conduct themselves in somebody else's home. They don't. No. So like if you just expect it or if you have certain rules Go ahead and outline those. We'll put it in showing instructions. We'll, you know, let everybody be yeah. aware because common sense is not common. No. So, you know, go ahead and put that in black and white. I had a buyer once that um, went through this, like, I was I was in the, obviously in the house. Husband was asking me a question in another room. It had a, like, it had a fireplace that was a through and through to the outside. And he was talking about cleaning it and whatever ended up being gas. Anyway, um, 
I come back in through the kitchen. I knew that the wife was, she said that she was taking measurements. And so I'm like, okay, that's fine. And so I come back in and she is full on taking inventory of the person's pantry. And I was like, hmm, what are you doing? Yeah. And she was like, I just, I feel like I know a lot about people by what they eat. You don't need to know a lot about them. I was like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Let's not touch other people's food. Like, again, that's common sense. Like, if you and I went out to lunch, mm-hmm. I would just not stick my fingers in your food and be like, I thought I'd get to know yeah. you. Like, <laughs> no. Although I did also, <laughs> I get all the weird ones. So last year I sold a house and they literally bought everything. Food in the pantry, spices in the cabinets, plates, forks, everything. All my people did was pack their clothes and their toothbrush. That was it. Like, they bought That's odd. every single other thing in the house. Their smoker on the back porch. Their everything. That's odd. It was very strange. It worked for my client because they were moving out of state. So they're like, Great. we can literally make our whole move in the Escalade now. We don't yeah. have to... Rent, you know, rent I mean, a pod I get or furniture, anything. I get smoker, I get that, but like food and the everything, pantry, plates, like silverware. I know they get cleaned, but like that's sheets. Odd. That's I odd. don't want to sleep in somebody else's sheets. And I know that's I go to odd. hotels, and I know it's like an irrational thing that I'll sleep in hotel sheets, but not. That's just. But it just, just seems weird, seems like to odd. buy a house and sleep in. It seems and really be surrounded odd. by everyone else's stuff. That seems really odd. Yeah. It was, it was very strange, but, I mean, it worked out for them because, like I said, they were moving to Georgia, so they didn't want to have to take anything. That's insane. But, mm-hmm. I think I think moral of that story would be um, <laughs> if you're a buyer, try and have common sense in other people's houses. Like, I think it's just a golden rule. Like, yeah, it just comes down to the golden Put your hands in your pockets. Yeah, it just it comes down to the golden rule of, like, do unto others as you would want done unto you. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you don't want people digging through your underwear drawer, maybe don't dig through somebody else's. Yeah. Like, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Right. I mean, there was um, not the last legal one and two, but the legal one and two I did before that. So, what, three, two years ago? Um, a buyer was sued. Didn't buy the house, but was sued because there was a camera in the house. And the... I don't know if it was the husband or the wife, and it doesn't matter. But they were they the seller sued the buyer because they were caught sniffing their underwear and shoving it in their pockets. And the people never cease to gross me out. I mean, I just every time I think that I've heard like the weirdest mm-hmm. fetish or whatever, like mm-hmm. this is why I don't people. Well, because you just, never know who the panty sniffers are. Yeah, but it like until you makes, catch them on camera doing stuff. Yeah, but weird it like stuff. makes me if I ever did sell my house, it makes me like want to put cameras in my house because then I'm like, what are you doing to my stuff? Yeah, and I've never had that like thought before until I hear some of these stories where like there was um, I saw on TikTok there was an agent that got caught fornicating in a showing um, with a side piece. Um, oh. Oh. So husband showed up, or maybe it was the wife, I don't know, significant other showed up to the house and um, was not doing a true showing, but was... It was their... cheaper than a hotel. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, or no. I don't know, that person's place? And I, mean, I don't what, know. What is the recourse there? 
I mean, I, I obviously would say lose your license. Well, yes, if you, get you should in. lose your license for sure. I mean, but I, I, I just <laughs> divorce. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I, if I was the owner of that house, I'd be publishing that stuff. Oh, it would be on all, uh, Facebook, all, all everywhere. Over the news. But that's TikTok, YouTube. Well, and that's the thing. I'm Let's just make like, you famous. Yeah, and you know, people ask me all the time, "Can I go to the bathroom?" And I'm like, well, we really should probably, we don't go to the bathroom in other no. people's houses during no. showings. It happens, and I know that. So every time that I've ever listed a house, I'm like, hey, especially if you, you have kids, I get it. Someone's going to have to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. But I have, like, a sign. I'm like, here's to please disinfect. And I always mm-hmm. disinfect when I get home, but I'm like, please disinfect. Like, please make right. sure that it's cleaned up. If you get yeah. on the floor, like, here's some Swiffer wet mops. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't have, I'm like, that's the one thing that is so hard about showings is, like, people are like, well, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, let's find a gas station. Yeah. They're like, hold it like yeah. a grown-up. They're like, we what? passed 12 gas stations on the way here. Yeah. Like, you could have stopped. Yeah. It, it is. I mean. And I get it. With kids, sometimes it. it's like, yeah, they got to go. They got to go. It never fails. You're walking through a showing and the little kid's like, mom, I got to poop. And you're <laughs> like. 100%. You know, what do you do? Yeah, at least I have boys, yeah. and I always have, like, a loose water bottle or something that I'm like, okay, like, right. <laughs> like here yeah. you go, friend. But, like, Poop is like, oh, well, we're leaving. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I do think that, like, diapers are another issue. If yes. you need to change a diaper, you need to take it with you. Mm-hmm. Make, don't put it in someone else's Yeah, trash. don't, because they may not, they're not in that phase of life. So they're not yeah. checking that powder room if, trash even can. Even if they are in that phase no, of life. No, it's just disrespectful. Yeah. Other people's houses are not meant for your daily, for your daily bodily functions. No. So just if you're a buyer, know your do's and don'ts. And if you're a yeah. seller, like... I'd have su- some patience have and a little bit of grace within reason. And I get you know? calling me inventing, but like sometimes it is completely out of my control. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm there for the showing, you can't always control people's behaviors. Like, yeah. What do you like? I, well, I'm, and that's the thing. Just calling me to vent and like want me to solve a problem that there's literally no current fix. I can't fix the past. Yeah. Like, I can't fix stupid. Oh, God. I wish I could. <laughs> Not, I would be a billionaire. I don't have that skill. Like, I can try to influence stupid to quit, but I can't just fix it no matter how hard I try. No, so I just I ignore it. I don't think like, anybody can fix stupid. and Try to, like, take the air from it so it'll stop existing yeah. kind of thing. Like, I mean, I think that uh, the, one of my favorite phrases that I've, that I've heard is, like, and it applies to a lot of things, and it usually gets applied to agents. It's like, they walk among us. Like, just be aware. Like well, that's what I mean us. with the panty sniffers. Yeah. Like, they don't have, like, a sign on their forehead, hey, like, I'm a weird dude who's going to want to sniff your panties. No. Like. But like <laughs> I, and I'm, like, I'm just, like, I felt I, the agent ended up getting sued, too. But I was just, like, I just felt so, I felt kind of bad for the agent because, like, you know, you're walking through the house and, like, you know, you might be working with one, mm-hmm. like, one person and the other person's panty sniffing and you walk in, you're like, uh, what are yeah. you doing? Like, and so, ha- like, then it's just, and then as me, I'm like, well, shoot, how many other houses did they show and how many panties did they sniff and how many panties did they take? Like, what in the ew. world? Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> like, that poor agent. Like, I did feel bad for that agent because I really well, feel like. Well, and to get sued for that when, I mean. 
I don't know that I've ever seen that on any buyer questionnaire before showings. Like, no, hey, you... do you have any creepy fetishes that yeah. I need to be aware of before I stay, start taking you through somebody else's house? What's your OnlyFans tag? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to see all socials and to see what kind of weirdo you really are behind yeah. closed doors before, one, before I corner myself in a home alone with you. Yeah. And two, before I lose my license over something that you decided to do. Yeah. And there's no, I mean... There's no controlling that. And I just, I mean, it just goes to show that we can get sued for the, like, ridiculous things and have mm -hmm. something on our record that, like, we had no control over whatsoever. But we get dragged into it because we represented that person. Yeah. Um, but then again, at the same time, I don't, uh, you just, it goes to show you never really know people. You never no. really know them. For the record, I am not a panty sniffer or stealer. No, for the no, record. me neither. It's never really been my thing. Like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'll, I'll purchase my own panties. Thanks.